Thing. That means it's the beginning of a brand new episode of Bid Nerds. Hello, everyone. <laughs> How is it? Wow. Did you see the way our logo animated? I don't know if that was supposed to do it that way, but, um, you know, <laughs> yeah, we don't know how to use any of this equipment. Wow, look at that. That's, that's a, a, thing. a glitch in the matrix. <laughs> that is right. Hello, everybody. My name is John Polnick. I'm the host of Bid Nerds. This is your daily nerd on the most interesting cars of the day on Cars and Bids and Bring a Trailer, along with my partner, Michael Deep, coming to you from San San Francisco Bay. Uh, he is a professional auction specialist. It says that below oh, his name, so it must be true. How are you, Michael Deep? Fantastic, JP. Good morning, buddy. What's happening? Oh, man. It's raining here in Las Vegas, which is very rare, but we need the rain. And uh, it kind of looks like we live in Denver now instead Ooh. of uh, because the mountains are covered with snow. It's really cool, actually. That's awesome. That's took awesome. The, yeah. Uh, took the manual cayenne out in the snow the other day and and embarrassed a bunch of people and uh so that was kind of that was pretty fun i enjoyed that yeah i saw Dwayne wick and his family built a snowman and right. put a carrot in the nose and took some photos that was really cool we didn't get any snow down here on the strip we were hoping yeah. for a snow globe my wife was wait uh staying up uh, till late in the night to hopefully see that and it did not occur. Uh, so a little bit of yeah. a bummer but that's all right uh we yeah. had a good time yeah, I'm surprised you guys didn't get just snow outside your window because you're so high up, even though you're on the Falcon. That's floor. what we were hoping for. We were hoping <laughs> yeah. at night with the new Circa. If you guys haven't been to Vegas in a while, especially downtown where we're at, they just built a brand new casino. It's actually, it's not just a brand new casino, but it's probably the coolest casino in Las Vegas. It's called the Circa. Yeah. 21 and under or i mean 21 and over they don't allow any children there at all um they have the most spectacular roof deck they've got like a three-story high uh screen inside for the sports book i mean if you want to go watch a super bowl somewhere that will be the place to do it um it and has made downtown the it, cool part of town it's, it's it's open right it is open yeah and it is yeah. and, and is it not isn't it like probably one of the top two or three tallest structures at the north end of old town it is that the kinda... tallest yeah i mean the, Stratos yeah, yeah, the, the really um, cool. stratosphere is still the tallest in vegas but uh right. in downtown it, it eclipses everything um and, it's cool and you know like the new modern buildings they're all like one the whole one side of it is a video screen and then the other oh. side of it is all lit up and it's animated and it's it's just like it, Ooh, it, it drastically awesome. improved our view. So thank you, Circa, yeah. uh, for. Yeah, but, but we were thinking with the snow coming down, all the extra light, you know, uh, it would have been just super cool, but didn't happen. Yeah. Anyways, there yeah. it is. Come to Vegas and visit the Circa. Circa, uh, you guys should sponsor our show. All right. Uh, this is your <laughs> daily nerd out about the most interesting cars on Cars and Biz and bring a trailer, not casinos yeah. in Las Vegas. So uh, what we do here is we, we, we pick a bunch of cars that we think are interesting. They're not necessarily the best. They're not necessarily the greatest or even the greatest value. They're the cars that we think are most discussion worthy. And yep. we talk about these cars and cars and bids, bids and bring a trailer because lots of different cars come up every day. It's just, you know, you never know what you're going to see on these auction sites. And uh, we make predictions on what we think these cars will sell for. Um, and we keep track of our predictions. And this week, Michael Deeb's having a pretty good week. Usually I wipe the floor with his A, but... Uh, <laughs> This week, I don't know what's going on. I'm losing my touch. Yeah. It's just a little too cold. Uh, you had a very yeah. good day yesterday. What? Another one. Uh, yeah. Let's go over. Let's go over yesterday's cars. I mean, it was it was fairly even. It wasn't like a blowout. Yeah, and, um, and we we're pretty close on most of the cars, uh, yeah. including our our star car, which was the 2009 Porsche Cayenne GTS six speed. Mm. Um, listen, JP, I you were saying you think these cars have plateaued, and certainly the price of the one we looked at yesterday. Uh, might be evidence to that claim. But I still think if another one comes around with low miles, it, you're still looking at a, a potentially new high watermark of around 40 grand. Uh, our car had 126,000 miles. Um, two sets of wheels, which is nice. The right color being like a triple black with black wheels and tinted windows. Um, but there was just some evidence of 126,000 miles on this car. It wasn't like yeah. it was pristine. Uh, anyway, I guessed 28, and uh, you guessed over me at 29, which surprised me when you were saying you still thought this car might come close to 30 grand. Uh, our car stalled out and sold at 25. 
thousand dollars. So which uh, is probably still for a black on black manual GTS. Yeah. Uh, I thought twenty. I mean, twenty nine would have been a soft number. This right. uh, six months ago would have been a thirty five. You know. So I, I don't well, know. Yeah. I, yeah. So uh, well bought. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations yeah. to the new owner. And that was our star car yesterday. Uh, jumping over to P car. I had selected a 94 Porsche 968 Cabriolet. Uh, two things about this car I thought were really cool. Um, it was a manual transmission. So I think, although I, I don't have evidence of this, I think it's one of the rarer six-speed manuals because I think on the convertible, they probably made more in the awful Tiptronic slush box. Yeah. Um, and then this car also came from the factory with a limited slip differential, leading me to believe that if you had to have a convertible of the 968, this might be one of the better driving ones. Uh, you and I agreed that a swap of those wheels would be all that it would take to make this a very cool ride indeed, even though I can picture myself driving the yellow car and you cannot picture yourself driving the yellow car. Uh, yeah, I, this is not my first choice. Not my first choice, but I, mm. I somehow I would rock this one. I really liked it. Uh, I, I said love the school bus peachy yellow. Yeah, right. Uh, I said 28. Again, you went softer on me and did the uh, 26,000. This car brought on P car, mind you, a whopping. I should say, let's let's start over. This car failed to meet the reserve and mm. immediately went into the deal tank. And within the hour on the deal tank, this car sold for $31,000. So that turned mm, out to be an interesting result. JP, I think initially this thing had stalled out. God, I'm not sure. Maybe even right between us at like 27 or 25 or something like that. Mm. But the car sold instantaneously on the deal tank at 31, which is a handful of thousands of dollars over wherever it finished on the natural auction. So congratulations to P car to the seller and to the buyer. So way to go. What's, how many miles did this one have on it? 62,000 reasonable, yeah, absolutely yeah. reasonable and very clean. I thought this was a very clean car. It really was our friends yeah. over at God and classic. They have a silver one. Um, it's that, Gary's uh, car. That Gary that actually bought that. Gary's car? It's the very, it's either the, I can't remember, but it's either the very first 968 convertible or the very last 968 convertible mm. brought into the United States. And that's why Gary bought it. It's manual. It's got terrible 3M across the front of the hood. Mm. Uh, the Claire Blah that only covers half the panels and it's silver on gray, but it's low mile. It's nice condition and it's Gary's personal car. And they want like 70 grand. They, they want gonna, some just uh, berserk number, like a number that's like. It's not gonna. It's, it's not gonna happen. Just because Gary valued it at being yeah. super special because it was, I can't remember either the first one or the last one. Mm -hmm. Nobody else will see it that way, and it's yeah. not a hot color. It's and yeah. it's got. It came equipped with 16-inch Cup One wheels, and when he bought it, that like we, I ran when I was there. Oh, I Cup ran Ones the, or Cup yeah. Two? Oh, Cup no, Ones. No, Cup great. Ones. Sixteen, okay. though. The sixteen-inch yeah. versions. Oh, okay. Um, and so it had seventeen-inch aftermarket wheels with Porsche caps on it. And I told Gary these are the wrong wheels. So we went out and sourced the correct 16-inch wheels for the car. And now mm. it looks not so good on those. I It needs 17s. It has yeah. to have that. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah, well, yeah. Okay. moving on. Uh, moving uh, on. What's, uh, what's cars, the next car? Cars and Bids, 2004 Volvo V70R mm -hmm. Wagon. Um, very interesting car. Uh, it was out of Montana, JP. Had two sets of wheels. Um, it was manual transmission, but a whopping 215,000 miles or something. Um, mm. You and I both agreed that these Volvo sort of hotted, hot rod versions of their wagons with the bigger wheels, Brembo brakes, uh, sometimes equipped with a manual, all-wheel drive, uh, but like 300 horsepower, like boosted turbo cars, um, make a great platform for a daily driver, especially if you're in the snow or Colorado or whatever. Um, but this one... It was kind of uninspiring. I said 63. You bet the under at five. This car sold pretty much right where we were looking at it yesterday at 4,700. I'm not sure this car got another bid. Uh, your first win of the day. Car shouldn't have been on cars and bids. This is just too run-of-the-mill of a car. I mean, yes, it's an R, which makes it remotely interesting. But with 200,000 miles and just normal wear and tear, and I mean, it, this is a car, that's a car that belongs on um you know offer up or craigslist or something like that that is just a car that should be sold locally you're not going to get any extra money trying to sell it on a national audience it's going to cost too much to ship it anywhere it has no long term it's not going to appreciate in fact it's i just don't get it <laughs> doug, uh, doug demero is sitting with his coffee in front of his laptop watching our show right now and he's gonna be like listen mother chickens did that thing sell and we're like yeah it's sold he's like and i got paid we're like yeah you got paid he's like then it belongs on cars and bids yeah, uh, you know, I, it's fun. I, I, it, you know, it's funny to say, but really, 
I think it's going to, it's the kind of thing that's going to keep him from getting paid in the future because the more we see cars like this on right. cars and bids, the less anyone serious with a real cool car, with an actual yep. car, is going to go. Or, or you know a what, two this, car. What's a two comma a two comma car, you know, right. the cars with big money, yeah. Yeah, it's like I'm not putting my car on cars and bids. This is this no. is for this is you know playtime. If I yeah. want to, if I have a real car, I got to go to one of the real auction sites and yeah. uh, and I, get I, serious. I agree with you that that's a regional car that should have been a Craigslist car in Montana, and that car would have stayed in the state with its two sets of wheels and tires and been perfect for somebody out there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. come on, it's a, yeah. that's a high school kid's uh, commuter car, whatever. Anyway. Exactly. On Bring a Trailer, we looked at um, just a really cool old Italian car, a 1962 Alfa Romeo 2000 yeah. Spider. Uh, Pininfarina designed this car. Um, this is an aluminum-bodied car. These cars were hand-built. JP, imagine uh, uh, when when. Alpha ordered one from Pin and Farina. Pin and Farina would literally get out the wooden bucks and have one of their old Giuseppe artisans with a cigarette dangling in his mouth on a on a wearing a like a dark blue um, uh, work coat. You know what I mean, like a cloth mm -hmm. work coat. You know, and he's just there with a hammer beating the aluminum panels to make that car. Um, it, you know, again by Aston Martin uh, or a Ferrari from the same era with a handmade aluminum body. Uh, these cars are bringing, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. And yet our car was uh, sitting at like $57,000 yesterday. Um, so I had an idea that it would either stall out like around 85, 90,000, or it would go up to somewhere between 120 and 140. And, um, so you kind of bet the under 90 and I bet over at 120. This car straddled us, uh, went right between the two. And uh, landed and sold at $100,000. I'd say that was not really well sold, except that he sold it. Uh, probably pretty well bought because I think the cars are going to be worth more money when the next round comes. Uh, you were closer than I was, so you won that one for your second win of the day. Uh, congratulations to the new owner. That's an award-winning uh, coach-built Alfa Romeo from the 60s. Very cool car. All the class our, for hundred grand. There's no other car you yeah. can buy for that money that's going to make you look that classy. Yeah, yeah, super pre super curb appeal. And yeah. then our, la <coughs> our last car, JP. <laughs> Excuse me. Our last car, JP. I'm choking on it. 1999 yeah. Porsche 996 with an LS1 swap. Uh, 5.7 liter V8 that came out of a 98 Camaro. Manual transmission. I said 20. You said 18. This car sold at $24,500. Um, so, I don't know. Whoever spent the money on that definitely didn't get, I don't their money Who is out of the it idiot that spent twenty five thousand dollars on this you know it's the yeah. idiot that's gonna blow by me in my normal 996 i'm sure right uh, but right. still I, I just this I, man okay so you know if you're watching the show if you're new to the show one thanks for for tuning in and uh hit that subscribe and like button um the cars that we discuss uh when we say the most interesting again we've got to be very clear we don't necessarily think all the cars that we choose are the best cars on cars and bids or bring a trailer but they we do choose cars specifically for their discussion worthiness and that's why this car was brought up a mark one nine nine six is obviously a controversial car that is in it's at you know a mark 1996 is in a world right now where there's a shift there seems to be it used to be everyone nerd turned it on him and now yeah. it seems like there's kind of having a moment and then you have this one that is certainly not a purist car right <laughs> somebody they put a corvette engine in it and uh boy talk about something that's discussion worthy and you know it used to be that this car would be sales proof you would not be able to sell something like this but that has also obviously changed people or clearly going, all right well you know yeah i'll take a corvette powered mark one um 996 i mean there's but there's just so many other cars you can get for 25 grand that would be just so much right. cooler than this right um but, right uh, i guess sometimes people are like eh, i want to go fast and well, this will do it um so interesting there all right go. well yep. you know you uh if you tuned into the show uh today uh for the first time it's probably because you saw the, the thunderbird of this thunderbird yeah Ooh. Is this an amazing car or what? it is let's talk JP. about today's car let's get to current news we just went over yesterday's news now it's yep. time for the current stuff so let's hit it it's that what time is it time yeah. for the current cars all right let's nerd out. what do we got today jp out of valley village california is mm -hmm. our um about a decade old refurbishment which is to say uh, a restoration that didn't go too far a 1954 Thunderbird. <laughs> Excuse me. These are really, really uh, attractive and kind of iconic cars from the era. 
Um, the Thunderbird wasn't really a sporty car, but it was kind of a gentleman's GT. You know, it was a two-seat Roadster. Um, some of them either came with a hard top, some of them came with a convertible top, and like our car, it came with both tops. So you had the convertible top and the removable hard top. This era of the hard top doesn't have the portal windows, uh, but it's still distinctly a Ford Thunderbird from the early 50s. Um, imagine, if you will, though, uh, Chevrolet came out with the Corvette, which was basically a similar version uh, of this car, a two-seat Roadster um, with, you know, not big like the cars of the era but the corvette was designed to really go fast and make uh you know go fast around the turns and so people took the corvette racing and as the corvette continued to succeed in racing the success went on and on the thunderbird always i feel struggled to find its footing because it wasn't a sporty car it wasn't a car you would take racing uh but it was still a car that would turn heads because it didn't look like anything else that might be on the road at that time in uh, you know post-World War II with the uh, growing of the American culture and everybody buying cars at that time. Uh, this car was refurbished in 2008. It has a small block V8. Um, it's a three-speed automatic transmission. Uh, but the paint job, the bright work, um, all of the service and maintenance that's been done since some refurbishment lead me to believe that this car is a turnkey, reliable, everything's been updated, um, and it's in excellent condition. I particularly love the black with the chrome offset, the white wall tires, and the two-tone interior, John. Uh, I think if you, if you had to have one, this would be the one you want because it's pretty cool looking. Um, what do you think? Ever had any love for the Thunderbird, or is it just something you admire from afar but would never want to own one? You know, whether or not I, it's it's certainly – I don't know if one of these is necessarily on my list, or at least it's not high on my list, but when I look at this particular car in its black and chrome and the white walls and everything, I'm yeah. going to say it, you know, I'm going to, I need to, I, th I feel like I need to be on screen when I say this. I think this is the best looking American car ever made. I don't think there's wow. a single American car that looks better than this one yeah. uh, of so. any era of any time, anything current, anything before it, yeah. that, I mean, this is just, pure beauty kind of like the alpha that we were talking or what not the what was the red uh, was that a fiat yeah that was alpha we were yeah, looking at the alpha, alpha yeah, the little, yeah, yeah the little alpha uh, convertible yeah. yesterday that just yeah. come that this you know whatever amount of money you buy on that with that right. whatever amount of money you spend on that car means that you don't have to have any fashion sense you can be the ugliest person in the world uh, and you can get into that car and you're immediately uh, a, a sexy supermodel uh, right. you, you are you know you instantly have status this car just uh, i mean it just oozes class and luxury and and cool man i mean is there a better car to drive down the vegas boulevard i mean i know we always talk about cadillacs and all yeah like, i'd, I'd is... love a little bit longer american car that's in like white with red interior a 62 yeah. lincoln convertible with suicide doors or a uh, a 68 cadillac eldorado convertible but john my favorite american car of all time uh, it's split between like a 65 shelby gt350 but i think the best looking car is a 63 corvette either a coupe or even a convertible that car is so otherworldly this is yeah. beautiful and it's distinctly 50s and i agree it should be on somebody's short list if you're if you're putting together um the most interesting american cars especially after world war ii yeah. Um, which is sort of the generation that speaks to me. Um, but this car doesn't drive worth a poop, you know. It's yeah, just, I mean, it's, I, it's I, a I couch care on less wheels. How, how, yeah, how what it drives like. I mean, this is yeah. just, you're, you're cruising down the boulevard in this car. Totally. I mean, yeah, that's this all is, this is for. And that's, yeah, it's a lazy boy on yeah. white walls. I didn't say it uh, but, was the best car. I didn't say it was the best handling or yeah. fastest or anything. I said it's the best looking car. It uh, really and, is a good looking car. the Corvette, and I may have been conceived in one of those. Uh, the 63 <laughs> that you're talking about. Um, my father had a 63 yeah. uh, vet, and he also had a 57 um, Chevy or uh, Thunderbird. So, yeah, so with the portal yeah, the 57 it has the portal windows, which is really cool. Um, yeah, this is a gorgeous car, John. And uh, what's neat too, if you kind of look, it's it, it kind of looks like it's a two seat, you know, like almost like it has buckets, but it's kind of a bench, which means, yeah, you know, Rochelle can park right up, yeah, yep. she can park right up under your armpit, and and you guys can cruise down boulevard you know in the and the driver's side and the middle of the car with nobody on the on the passenger door, well we know, would like have that. we would have patootie and and yeah. on, <laughs> on the passenger side and yeah hell yeah, yeah. we'd be looking good 
you know, All and right, if so, it were if yeah. it were the seventies, you know, we just watched the movie Bad News Bears the other night, oh, and uh, Walter, Walter Matthau driving yeah. around in his Cadillac convertible, and all the kids are sitting on the back, and he's drinking yeah. beers, and you know, they got the the the, the baseball team is sponsored by the uh, by the bail bonds company. Everyone else is sponsored by Pizza Hut, and uh, yeah, I love that movie. I don't know how we got on Bad News Bears. Um, don't watch that with children, by the way. Uh, th- that mouth. movie is available on Amazon, <laughs> and I cannot believe that that someone the, hasn't pulled that from Amazon. I the mean, it's, swearing is epic. It's, no, in it's that not. Movie. It's not just swearing. It's like it is one of the least PC mo- Disney. Well, certainly, I mean, words that yeah. are completely banned from the internet. Words that if we right. said on the air, our channel would right. be, <laughs> yeah, we would yeah. be shadow banned and yeah. Uh, yeah. deplatformed. The FCC, yeah, the FCC would be down here to heartbeat. We're oh not even broadcasting. Oh my gosh, it's great. Little kids saying words, <laughs> dropping <laughs> inbounds. And, oh, Disney, all, all right. right. Anyway, right, uh, moving Attic, on. What is this At- uh, Thunderbird worth? I don't, I don't know. Attic- out of California, our car is sitting on 17 bids at $45,000 with four hours and 40 minutes to go. Mm. It is as nice as an example as I've seen. Even though it's an older, it's complete, hard to believe it's a 13-year-old. They call it refurbishment, but I'm going to say restoration. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, it really has held up well. It's been uh, well cared for. John, I think our our star car of the day is going to bring $64,000 and sell at that price. What do you think? You know, I mean, why not? Uh, I, I sure hope it does. I mean, it's like this car or that Alpha from yesterday. Which one is classier? I mean, uh, you know, Italian or or Americana? Uh, Imagine parking them next to each other, red oh and black. Gosh, oh, right? it'd be so sick. Ooh, yeah. Um, you said 64. I'm going to go yeah. under and say 60. I mean, I okay. just don't know. I just don't know. Right. It's such a great there car. I mean, I, 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 I hope it goes for a heck of a lot more. But I do too. You know, yeah. All, All right. right, here we go. What's uh? Let's see. What do we got next? All right, buddy. Let's jump over to cars and bids and look at one of my favorite cars: mm-hmm. <laughs> 2007 Audi S4 Avant. Uh, I'd much rather have an RS4 than this car, <coughs> but I, I commend Audi for building it. Uh, it's a 4.2 liter V8, John, that made like 300 and almost 50 horsepower and 300 pound foot of torque. It came in a bright yellow paint job and came with a manual six speed transmission and a slightly stiffer suspicion. These cars never really handled that well because the motor, the majority of the motor is sitting out in front of the front axle. So these cars push and understeer badly. The wagons help because there's a little bit more weight than a sedan over the rear axle to help balance out the polar movement of the car but an m3 will just run circles around these cars all day and even a c63 is probably faster in a straight line uh i still commend audi for building these and then they upped the ante by making the rs4 which only was available in the united states in a sedan uh, but there was an rs4 unicorn that they made in an avant a wagon that was available overseas with a manual gearbox and those are kind of the holy grail if you're into these kind of cars which i am our car is offered out of oakmont pennsylvania with 133,000 miles on it this is kind of a no-nonsense car uh upgrades include stasis uh sourced alcon uh front brake kit so bigger rotors and uh, beautiful monoblock calipers. Alcon uh, makes really great brakes that are uh, included in most racing series around the world. Um, you also notice, John, the uh, BBS Challenge wheels all around. Those look like they're 18-inch uh, and super cool. The rest of it is just uh, window dressing. Uh, very nice cosmetic condition considering its age and the fact that it's been probably driven year-round in Pennsylvania where there is snow on the ground for a portion of the year. Uh, if this is a no-rust car, uh, it probably holds up pretty well because they didn't make that many sticks and they certainly didn't make that many in yellow. Um, Demiro laments that this might be like one of two or three manual wagon in yellow. So there you go. Yeah, one of only three. So who? there you go. What do you think? Well, I mean, how, you said it makes, uh, what is it, 300-something horsepower? Yeah, 345. And a, and a huge mess in your driveway when uh, the time you built <laughs> fails and this thing just completely sh- <laughs> uh, look, I, I love Audis are great when they're new. Um, they are not when they're out of warranty. And this car at 133,000 miles is used up. Is a great looking uh, lawn ornament that uh, you know <laughs> the interior design. Audi just knows how to do it, um, and they know how to get the power. They know how to do all kinds of things except make a car that lasts. And uh, you're buying this car. I mean, at 133,000 miles, you're buying. It's like okay. 
uh, it's time for everything that goes wrong with it is going to start happening now. I mean, this car could conceivably still be on the road at 175,000 miles, but the amount of money that the owner of this car is going to have to put into this car between now and the time it makes 175,000 miles is equal to the amount of money that it would be just go buy a brand new one and make the payments or the lease payments or whatever. It's going to be constant multiple thousands (laughs) of dollar uh, repairs. And um, I, I, if somebody gave me this car, I would just like immediately give it to someone. I mean, this is just look at that paint job is awesome. It's, pretty. it's beautiful. <laughs> I, I don't have any problem with the way it looks. That's, that's what, you know, I mean, it looks great, but it's, you know, I mean, it's a beautiful, useless thing. Um, and that's all there is to it. There's a lot of those, a lot of things like that you could describe that way in the world. Um, that's exactly and right there. If I'm going to get a beautiful, useless thing, I'm going to get, I don't know something else. Um, I guess yeah. you could. I guess you know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is the perfect beautiful useless thing because it is a wagon, which yep. means you can use it like a storage pod in your yard. <laughs> uh, if you don't have room for all kinds of extra stuff in the house, just put it in this thing because it's not going to go anywhere. It's not like yeah, anyways. Uh, Nin- all right, nineteen bids, uh, JP. Nineteen bids. It's at sixteen thousand two hundred fifty dollars. It's hard to understand where this car is going to go. I don't think there's a lot of room left. Uh, cosmetically, it's going to help. Because because it's so clean. Um, but is it a $20,000 car? I don't think so. Not with 133,000 miles on it. I'm going to say 18,500 bucks and it sells. $18,500. Yeah. I mean, this is really going to dig into someone's vape budget. Um, so, uh, yeah. What's it at right now? How much? I, I uh, 16,000. Uh, I was going to say 15 and it's already above that boy. Someone, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's got a it's got an hour and forty two minutes to go. It's at sixteen thousand two fifty on nineteen bits. This is out of Pens out of Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. I mean, yeah, it's snowing there, so it's a good car to have in the snow and be stuck somewhere in. I guess. All right. Do the heated well, seats work when the engine stops? Uh, sure. Probably for a while until the battery dies. Yeah, and it has Piece a solar garbage. sunroof. All right, great-looking piece of garbage. Uh, all right, uh, I do love that it's a manual. Though. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Okay, so what uh, what's next? Okay, we're going to go to Canada on Bring a Trailer and look at a 1977 Porsche 930 Turbo Carrera. Uh, This car spent its entire life in the United States, uh, but I believe it was bought by the current... um, The current consigner bought it off Bring a Trailer in 2016 and took the car um, to Vancouver, North Vancouver, British Columbia. So the car is Mm. sitting in Canada. But this car was a U.S. car, so it should be... It should be pretty easy to bring back in because everything, um, like the odometer and everything, is still in miles per hour and not in kilometers. So this should be a very easy car to federalize and bring home to the United States. What's interesting about these early cars, JP, is the Turbo Carrera was built in 75, and they only sold it in a couple of markets. They made like 300 of them, and they're worth like half a million dollars. Um, 76 and 77 were the first years that the Turbo Carrera were brought to the United States with a three-liter flat-six single-turbo non-intercooled car hence the beautiful whale tail spoiler uh that sits very low on the deck lid because it doesn't have to accommodate the later turbos uh what do you call it intercooler mm-hmm. uh in 1978 they changed the name of the car um to the porsche 930 um these were still designated as 930s but they referred to as turbo carreras the 930s um are were sold in the united states in 1978 1979 only and then uh, Porsche abandoned the U.S. market because of, I think, emissions laws and possibly the economy. I don't really know. I wasn't buying was cars in those days. In that era. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the cars came back, JP, I think in like 85 or 86, we came back and then they came back branded as a 911 Turbo, even though the 930 was still being built around the rest of the world. And the reason why ours were different is because to meet our emissions, we had to have a different fuel rail, fuel, different fuel delivery system. And so our cars weren't as powerful. 930s in the late 80s had grown to 300 horsepower but our u.s cars were still only making like i don't know 282 horsepower and it's because we had different injection system so what all this is to say is these earliest of the cars the earliest itineration the 930 turbo carreras are the most collectible ones in the united states and this is an early turbo carrera u.s car even though our car is offered out of British Columbia with 37,000 miles. And though you did show some close-ups, there are a few cracks in the paint. Um, I still think this car is in nice enough condition uh, that this is a collector version of the car. This is not a blue chip collectible, but certainly one that you could touch up a little bit and make really nice. You could show this car or more importantly, you could drive it and have a blast with it. 
Um, these early cars, I think, are a little bit lighter, a little bit more nimble. Um, four-speed manual transmission with a super tall first gear. JP, this thing will do 45 miles an hour in first gear. Um, and then only has three more gears to go all the way on up to like 150 miles an hour. Mm. Um, I love that wing. It's my favorite wing of all the cars. Um, I even like the little um, nozzles that are sitting on the front bumper yeah, to spray the soapy there, water. Yeah. I, I, I think those details are really cool. And this is my favorite of the 930 generation of cars uh, that were available through different parts of the 70s and 80s in the United States. Um, in my opinion, this is the most collectible of the bunch that you can get. An early turbo Carrera uh, from the racetrack to your driveway. What do you think, man? Yeah, love it. I mean, come on. What do you, what can you say about the the most iconic car probably of our lifetime? I mean, every, everybody said it a million times. This is the car that was on our, you know, on our wall on a poster. Uh this was the this was the dream car of every adolescent in the 70s and 80s or at least some variant of it and to find the car that is basically the beginning of all that um or very nearly the beginning of all that. This is this is a must have uh for the for the collector you have to have a turbo 911 uh in your a 930 in your collection or you're not a car collector um so the the big question is though is the values of 930s really have fluctuated in fact i would say they softened out terribly over the last couple years um and and oddly enough i mean at ninety seven thousand dollars where it's sitting right now with uh, only an hour and a half to go i mean nine six fours a regular c2 nine six four uh can bring in the 80s so yep. you know and this is a 930 turbo you right. know, does this have a long way to go uh, is this gonna have a late rally or is this about where it's listen gonna the, it's 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 gonna be hard because the car is in canada if mm-hmm. this car uh, maybe had didn't have the flaws in the paint and was somewhere titled in the lower 48. Um, I would say this car is easily a hundred and forty five thousand dollar car, um, yeah, but yeah. I think it's going to struggle to bring that number. Like I in my initial bid, I'm backing out the seven grand to import it from there. Um, yeah. But the fact is, nobody really wants to deal with that, so that might cost you ten grand. And the fact is, there are a few flaws in this older repaint, uh, and that might cost you. So where my bid last night, JP, while I was really sleepy and I was like you know, smelling the bath salts on this one. I was thinking 133,000. Um, I'm going to take 10 grand off my bid and go 123,000. Um, and I think that's uh, I think that's, you know, that's still fair value and then still worth the trouble because you're saving a little money to buy this one. Look at, there are, th- these cars aren't impossible to find, yeah. but you don't see them very often with just 37,000 miles on it. So it, it, even if you had to import this car, even if you repainted the whole thing, which I wouldn't recommend you do, just drive it and enjoy yeah. it. Um, it's worth it, man. There's just so few turbo Carreras. And then there's not very many authentic 930s from 77 and 78. What we have a ton of, and the ones that really have taken it on the chin, were the 911 turbos from 86 through 89. You know, and that, I'm glad you brought that up because it's like the thing is at this price range, right? At that hundred yeah. to one hundred fifty thousand dollar range, does yeah. that person care about the collectability, or do they just want a nine thirty, like some version of it? And right. at that point, are you going? You know what? I'd rather have the eighty six or eighty seven because it's the newer stuff, and right. and you can clean up the uh, you can clean up the fuel injection and get that extra power that uh, was not available, you know, from the factory at the time. It's super easy to to make one of these, you know, make an eighty six get 350 to 500 horsepower. I mean, that's just not a super challenge anymore. Um, a, so a 37, a 37,000 mile, 86, 87, 88, uh, 911 turbo mm. uh, is an eighty thousand dollar car. We we'd host it at like sixty five grand and yeah. and sell it for eighty five. It's not an expensive car. Eighty yeah. uh, nines are unique because they have the five manual. They bring a premium, so that'd be a hundred ten hundred twenty thousand yeah. dollar car with the miles. But the turbo Carrera is the one to have. It's the earliest version, um, and details are. Uh, you can copy it. You can't even fake it because that wing won't fit over an intercooler. So yeah. you, there has to be a turbo Carrera to be turbocharged. 
and have that whale tail spoiler, which is the beautiful wing. I, I love I think, it. Again, that kind of makes my point is that you're, you're narrowing your audience to just collectors that are going to pay their premium. Yep. Um, whereas right. someone that just goes, I want a 930, they're going to get the best 930 they can get. They don't care if it's a 77 or an 87. In fact, probably right. going to lean towards 87, especially since they're better, you know, so that you can get it for less money. Uh, right. So you said, did you land on a number? You were 123? Yep. Uh, 123, one, JP. I'm going to go 120. Uh, and it's going to be right underneath you and uh, see how yeah. that goes. All right. All right. Okay. Well, let's jump over real quick and look at another Audi. Um, earlier, I said that uh, S4 had uh, stasis brakes. It actually had Forge big brake kit. R RS6, one owner, 2003 RS6 with just 85,000 original miles is offered to us out of Midland, Texas. Uh, the one major upgrade is that it has the stasis front brake kits, uh, which is really cool because they use Alcon uh, calipers. Um, and those are those are like right off the racetrack. They're really, really cool. Um, this car is beautiful in Avis silver with the carbon fiber interior. Um, these cars had Alcantara and Bose and Recaro seats. Um, what's really neat is this particular car came with a not very common factory performance exhaust system. So when you look at the back of the Audi, if the if the exhaust are ovals and they're black, that's the factory upgrade. Um, doesn't quite sound JP as raspy as say like an early R32, but it definitely sounds good for a turbocharged car. Um, the 4.2 liter V8 that was in our S4 is in this car, but with two turbos making 450 horsepower and 415 pound foot of torque. Uh, it's the same five speed automatic transmission was the only gearbox offered on these cars and the gearbox really held these back. Um, but man, these cars absolutely fly. I've driven them. I, I enjoy them. Uh, they're as unreliable as every other Audi that JP will poop on. <laughs> um, but man, when they're running, this is a cool Q car. If ever there was one super comfortable, very good handling, incredible motor, uh, terrible gearbox, uh, terrible reliability and a fantastic value. Even with just 85,000 miles, this is a car that's probably going to sell for under 25,000 bucks. So what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's it's morning, right? What time do we do this show during the 9 o'clock hour? Yeah. Are you trying to put me to sleep? Because yep. uh, I, you know, don't care about Audis at all. So then you throw <laughs> out uh, two in a row. I mean, I, oh. this thing just... It looks like a twenty five hundred dollar car. I mean, that's what oh. it, it, it. It really. It look, no, I'm serious. It's like because the regular versions are driving around, and you know, the only difference between the twenty five hundred dollar one and the twenty something thousand dollar <laughs> one is the badge when it comes to the aesthetic side of it. And so, if you're going to pay a premium, you kind of want something to look a little bit better. But I don't know. I mean, that the uh, what do you call it? What was it? The 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 E fifty five AMG yeah. the other day is so much cooler of a car. I, you know, I, I, I well yes, done. I'm, well done. That's turning. a good. Yeah, yeah. I'm turd uh, nerd turding all over this because I'm you know I'm kind of anti Audi and I apologize for that. But uh, it, it, they really are great. Car. I mean, they really are fun. They really do drive great. Again, like I said about the other car, Audi just knows how to make an interior that looks great. And when they do work, they work magnificently. Magnificently. Unlike the E55, this is a much more usable car. Uh, this one had the ski bag in the middle with the seats that fold down. I mean, what a great car to go up the mountain and go skiing. I'll admit it. I I had a S4 for a while back in the day, and that was such a great ski car. I got rid of the Land Rover and got that, and it was, I loved it while it worked. And then it, you know, gave me all the problems. I was like, never an Audi again. Um, but uh, yeah, I just, I wish kind of like, you know, I wish like BMW made M's look a little bit special. Uh, it just, if you're going to make the, if Audi should have done more to their RS line of cars to make them look like an RS car. Yeah, da Daniel Craig, who played James Bond, uh, did a movie called Layer Cake, which was like a gangster, mm. British gangster movie, and he drove an RS six Avant, mm. uh, the wagon, and that was a really cool car in the movie. Uh, but in the U.S., we only got the sedan and we only got the automatic, which is a super bummer. I love it when movies like they're like, oh, okay, you know, because that was the contemporary car of the time, I'm sure. Yeah, and yeah, it's it was. Like, uh, what was uh, who's the guy that played Iceman and in, in Top Gun? What's that actor's name? Uh, oh, uh, Val, Val Kilmer. Kilmer. You know. 
know, back yeah. when he still looked good and didn't look like, uh, you know, Elvis. like he ate yeah. Tom Cruise. Um, <laughs> you know, he they, they tried to make The Saint into like a James oh, Bond movie. With a Volvo. With the Volvo S, the, the V70, or what was that thing? The little, the little oh, two-door it thing. It was yeah, the, the coupe. coupe, whatever. Oh, man. And he just like oh. rolls up. And at the time, it was like, wow, look at that. That's a yeah. Volvo. Woo. Now you yeah. look at it, you're like, who's daughter did he steal their car from i mean did he go to a high yeah. school car lot and just like jack this stupid De- volvo the yeah. depreciation of that volvo was the trajectory of val kilmer's career after that movie so that killed you know him. pretty killed him, pretty yeah. profound kiss kiss right, bang so bang I'm, he drove a uh he drew drove a uh, clk 430 which does still hang up uh, hold up uh, anyway. but that he was already at least the, the dial at least the dialogue in that movie was really good yeah yeah <laughs> i love that movie uh, all, right, all right so, so what is our, this our our RS6 JP is sitting at uh, $14,356, uh, which is a really weird number, but it's on 26 <laughs> bids. So this car is getting some action, uh, mainly because it's a sub-100,000 mile version of these cars. Most of these have been driven into the dirt. Um, I think our car will bring $21,000 and sell. What say you? Yeah, you know, it's out of Texas. You can go and you can fly down and get this car, you know, maybe hang out in Texas, go to a restaurant or something like that. Um, you can go to a restaurant in Texas. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So go down, you know, get some nice weather if you're from the uh, upper, if you're from the northeast and, and you need an all-wheel drive car that's kind of cool. Fly down, get this one, drive it back, have yourself a nice road trip. Um, yep. And, uh, you know, do it with reasonable, you know, it's it does have under 100,000 miles, so it's probably not going to blow up yet. Uh, 21 grand, I mean... I guess that's probably what it's worth, but I just personally have such a hard time with these because I just don't think they're worth anything at all. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say 19 and 19. say it doesn't break 20, but it probably will because it's an RSX and people get all <laughs> jacked up over these stupid things. All right. I did. Yeah, all right. I know. I know. Uh, yeah, uh, old school. I wonder what he's going to say about it. One of our uh, one of our fans that uh, comments every day. He thinks yeah. I'm an idiot uh, and uh, <laughs> loves to loves to tell everyone about it. And I'm glad that he does. If you're watching the show, please comment. Tell us if we're idiots. Uh, if you think we're complete morons, uh, what do you think your bid is going to be? Subscribe, hit the like button, do all those things, and you know, subscribe. Uh, let people yeah. know that this uh, channel exists. Uh, yeah, all right all right Last is that one, it? oh no we got no, another one, one, one let me one guess more. an audi tt or something how many audis <laughs> yeah. can we do in one show it's no, an audi kidding, folks. Don't, a 1995 don't, don't audi rang, wrangler sahara <laughs> a wrangler uh, sahara okay yeah made by made by jeep uh this is a no reserve auction jp out of allenhurst new jersey um, our car has just 65,000 miles. This one's equipped with the four liter inline six and a five speed manual transmission. I will say I'm a huge fan of the Moss green on the outside. And I absolutely hate this car because of these <laughs> hideous putty colored seats and that full beige dashboard. You can keep this one, John. I don't care what it brings. <laughs> it's not worth it to me. Uh, the outside is cool, but the inside is is a deal breaker. It is so ugly on the interior. Um, let's see, JP, what do they call this? A YJ. Uh, so you'll explain to the audience what a YJ is versus some of the other versions of J. Uh, but this one looks really nice. It's in really good cosmetic condition. Um, and I know that these things hold their value uh, fairly well. So explain to me and all the other idiots that are like me that don't know what a YJ is. Well, I mean, YJ, XJ, TJ, JK, CJ, FJ, yeah. CJ. It's just a, yep. it's just a generation kind of like E30, E36, you know, yep. and, and so on right. with BMW. Um, this generation, sorry guys, I got some technical stuff I'm trying to do here. Square headlights. I see John. It, uh, and, yeah. Why is this? Uh, Sorry, guys. We're running running boards. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's go back to some of the earlier pictures here. So the yeah. big the big thing to notice, uh, so this is a Sahara trim. Uh, yep. So it has, you know, the, the color matched fenders. The the more base model will have black fenders. This one right. has, the, oh. has the small doors. Uh, yeah. So they're the low doors and they have the removable uh, windows. Some people zip, like the bigger that doors. That out, right? Yeah, the window, yeah. The window pops off and, and then the act. So the whole, the whole tan part literally comes off. And then obviously oh, cool. the soft top comes off. Um, you know, this is the best generation of Jeep, in my opinion, because they were the most simple. Uh, they had the four liter uh, high output uh, straight six engine that is not terribly powerful, not terribly fast, but the most reliable thing. Yeah, yeah absolutely bulletproof. Yeah. Um, right. And this one is just super stock. Uh, the Sahara 
a trim. We will get to the interior and tell you why you're completely, utterly, totally wrong in a minute. Um, but uh, but no, the, the, this thing is just in really nice condition. And the small doors uh, really are the way to experience a Jeep. The big doors kind of close you off. And typically the bigger doors come with a hard top. Um, but this, the, the lower doors are definitely the more fun way to go. Although it is a major pain in the ass to stop at the drive-through coffee shop with those doors with those windows because you have to unzip it and it's always flopping in your face now this interior is fantastic i mean the cloth with the green and the and the and the tan this is a this is like a safari style interior it's designed uh-huh. so that when you get the you know it's supposed to be out in the desert and it complements the green and there's enough black and there's enough other things going on uh that that make it Awesome. No, this no, is, there, no, there's so not. Good. There's, there's so not good. enough. Bl- it's not enough black, and that blue, which is mm-hmm. not green, they it's say not it's blue. Green. That's just the color. That, that's that that's blue. just the pho- photography. It is not blue <laughs> it does at all. Not compliment the moss green. <laughs> you are either uh, blind or not aware that photographs sometimes skew. That My it, wife and I have this argument all the time mm-hmm. about things that are blue or green, mm-hmm. and we definitely see them differently. So mm-hmm. one of us is colorblind, and it's definitely her. <laughs> But um, anyway, this is uh, it's pure comedy that you and I are having the same argument. I yeah. love the color. The, what they call moss green to me is like British racing green. Yeah. Or remember the Mustang bullet in dark Highland sure, green. Sure. Um, and that would be fine with just a tan interior, maybe do yeah. a black dash or a black steering wheel. Uh, but these seats, I, I, they, they kind of ruin the aesthetic. If those seats were bright red to match the pinstriping, it would look better. But that's uh, anyway. that's just silly. The fact that you think this is blue. I mean, look, I will I will admit <laughs> that the photography makes it look a little denim, but um, the fact is, straight yeah. up, they are not blue at all. They are absolutely okay. green when you see them in real life. The brochure right. says they're green. Everyone in the normal world will tell you that that is the color <laughs> green, uh, not blue. But you know, hey, you can live there. Um, they they live, look very uh, they look very denim though. They, they really yeah, do. but they're just and, not. They're just not. And the pouches all. that are stitched that leather band. That mm-hmm. goes around the shoulder and has the pouch in the back. Mm-hmm. I love the uh, uh, the design. The um, you know that they took a chance on yeah. the design. It did something a little different. Eh, it's um, kind of I functional just, because that's the thing. Yeah. Jeeps they don't really have any storage area. There's no trunk. There's just an right. area behind the rear seat. The rear seat does fold up. Um, and but so stuff rolls around, especially within your back. So it's kind of these are the only unique seats. Like most of the Jeeps actually came with the same damn seat. Uh, so this it. one kind of has like a kind of aftermarket like little storage area in the back there that actually yeah. locks up when you, you know. So that is not a factory thing, but that's actually a pretty nice little thing to be able because that's cool. one problem when you drive Wranglers around is that you don't have any uh you th- you know, there's no security in the darn thing. Typically, right. right. if you leave something in it, I mean, the big thing is just like, don't put a nice stereo in it because people will steal it. Yeah, there's the yeah. six. Yeah, this engine definitely engine bay looks like it's uh, you know, it hasn't been ever cleaned. Uh, ever it is showing a little bit of it's not as pre- presenting as nice as the rest of the vehicle. Where is this yeah. car? Is this in the northeast? Yeah, New Jersey, Allenhurst, yeah. New Jersey. Yeah. They talk about a, a a minor bit of corrosion uh, almost everywhere, right? So the body, uh, yeah, I am the having engine, some the concerns wheels. here. Yeah, look at yeah. these rails, yeah. right? So you got the rail here, and you know, typically they uh, they spray the undercoat and kind of stuff to cover stuff up. But if you look at the corrosion area under here on the it, on this on the side of the frame rails, it looks like that starts stuff started to corrode, and then they yep. sprayed something on top of it. I am that's, that's chicken shit fishy yeah. to me like yep. okay yep. 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 you trying to cover some stuff up or are you just stopping it i mean it doesn't look I, i'm a little concerned about this but it doesn't look too right bad. i mean it looks mostly surface but it is very difficult from a vehicle from new jersey to uh to from 1995 to live this long oh, um, totally I remember when, so, you know, my, my family's from New Jersey and they would come out and visit in the summertime, uh, to Seattle and they would always marvel at all the old cars. Cause they're like, you know, yeah. cars don't last what? more than in the end, but right. then they'd go, wait a minute, that 10 year old car is worth how much? And they'd be like, why is it so much? It's like, cause it's yeah. new in, in New Jersey, a car that old isn't worth anything because it's literally right. rusted to pieces. Um, I really do <laughs> like this car. I, I mean, this is just a great drive around car. It is kind of your uh, Jurassic park looking, uh, Wrangler, uh, but you know, seventy nine hundred dollars is pretty much what it's worth already. So I don't know how much more room this thing could have. Sixty five thousand miles is pretty low for a ninety five range, right? and these can go yeah. for two hundred thousand miles. Um, and it looks what, nice. But when we point out that the Sahara is a special edition 
special with Jeep doesn't mean limited, right? They, there's still plenty no, no, of them no. out there. There's a gajillion yeah. of I mean, yeah. look, a little bit. I mean, yeah. and to, the interior condition is really good. It's hard to find those uh, blue seats. Seats, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, it's very hard to. Those seats usually did not survive. You know, even yeah, in good right. climates, they just get tore up. The only Wrangler of this generation that has held up. Uh, or is actually appreciating is the uh, Renegade version. That's the one that has the big right. uh, fender we flares. Saw yeah, uh, we did one last week, right? No, no, that was a that was a CJ. Uh, that was a CJ uh, Renegade so, of the yeah. earlier generation. It was not. Oh, a okay. So that was a that was a okay. CJ seven. So it did not have the oh flares. The the Renegade uh, Wranglers have big, huge fiberglass fender flares, um, <sighs> and those are climbing up, and they're kind of neat. Yeah, and, yeah. But that's yeah. all the story. We talk about those on another edition. Um, we'll find one. We'll yeah, find one. We'll yeah, cover I've it. been kind of waiting for one to pop up. There was one that was popped up by a dealer, and we, uh, if you've been watching the show, you may have noticed that we typically shy away from dealer uh, auctions. We will occasionally talk about cars being. Uh, being sold on auction by dealers, but we really want to focus on individually owned cars. We're not yeah. totally against dealers. It's just, you know, yeah. we don't want to give a dealer uh, an unfair advantage by being, um, Marketing you know, for them. Marketing yeah. for them. Yeah. Even yeah. We might turn nerd all over. Uh, okay. So what do you think this thing's going to come down to? JP, I, you know, it's re- I, I, I don't know these things. Every time we review one, I learn yeah. something new and, uh, and I have to, I have to say, I enjoy it. I, you know, as i make my way back out to Vegas one of these days, um, we'll probably pick up a Jeep to have to go blast around in the, in the uh, desert stuff. Uh, our car is sitting at $7,900. Uh, it's on 13 bits. And we point out again, this is no reserve auction. So this car is going to sell. I think on the, this platform, it's going to help it. Even though you're saying eight grand is kind of all the money, I don't think this car is going to stall out at 8500 bucks. So I'm going to say $9,500 and just know that I'm completely shooting in the dark here because I just don't know the cars very well. I mean, that'd be some big money. And on the on paper, that kind of makes sense at 65,000 miles. Um, but with the corrosion. But the rust. Yeah. 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 I, I, I got to think that's going to, that's going to, you know, cool some turbos, uh, you know, so... 13 bids and action this morning this uh there's been a couple of bids already this morning so there's people still looking at it that are trying to place themselves so we'll see you know and and i might be area though i mean the thing is there's a lot of people in the north uh the northeast and this is a car that you want there i mean and you not have to travel and to find one with low miles yeah it's got some corrosion but it looks overall it looks like it's okay this thing does look like it has ac and i will tell you that even in a 1995 era vehicle the ac will freeze your uh gear shift knob Um, right right off uh so uh, they they do these are great in the uh you can roll around in the summertime with the top down and crank that ac and not be hating life it's actually great uh yeah okay would you say 9500 yeah, but I'm I'm really just like throwing yeah, darts. so am I. I mean, it's too high already. Uh, so I'm just gonna think that somebody local wants a, a pretty decent Jeep, and I'm gonna go right under you though, and go uh, nine. I mean, right nine. under you because okay, yeah, cool, yeah, very good. That's a all show. right, guys. Thank you for watching, Bid Nerds. This is another edition. We do this every Monday through Friday during the nine o'clock hour ish Pacific time. This is your daily nerd out on the most interesting cars of the day on cars and bids and bring a trailer. My name. John Polnick along with my partner Michael Deeb we bid you farewell and bid early and bid often see you guys tomorrow look Mikey I got the Rami uh, condom on there (laughs) condom out